Hello and welcome home. You're listening to the Tribe Abuja podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you to know and make known the truth and love of God the Father as expressed through His Son, Jesus. Let's listen to the message. Honestly, well, God is amazing. God is amazing. God is amazing. Welcome to church, everybody. Welcome to the month of October. Um, Welcome to the month of October. Um, I know, in fact, it was this morning I found out there was actually like independence, what's it called? Um, Celebration or March. I only saw um, some green, white things on some streets, some weird decorations. Um, but I've noticed, like, the apathy, the people are just tired. You know, I'm, anyway, people are tired, people are angry, and you hardly find someone that is a pure patriot. If we only sing the national anthem because, you know, it's nice, the tune is nice. We, most of us don't actually believe the words. You know, but that's the national anthem and the pledge. But you know, those words are really, really powerful. Honestly, they are really, really powerful. And I know, like, there's this national tiredness, if I had to call it that. <laughs> And it's unfortunate, but, um, you know, we've came, like Fela says, you know, we keep suffering and smiling. Um, But that's not the way people should live. That's not the way a nation should live. And I keep wondering, what is going to be our breaking point? Is it December, when bag of rice would have doubled? Or we'll not be able to afford bread anymore? Or, I don't know. Well... Historically, bread has sparked revolution, so let's see. Ask the French. So let's see, I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, um, I'm saying this because as children of God, we are to pray for our country regardless of how you feel. You are to pray for your country regardless of how the leaders um, act towards you. To pray for the government. Uh, I was coming back from Kaduna on last week, Monday, and I saw a bumper sticker on a car. I said, I love my country, but I'm afraid of the government. And I was like, hmm, that's so many of us. Um, that's how we feel. However, I'm just saying it's important. We, I know it's hard for some of us. However, nobody is coming to save us. There is no Messiah. No political party is going to change anything. No, there there is no Nigerian Jesus that is coming to liberate us. We are the ones that will save this country. Amen. So however you feel, whatever your feelings are towards Nigeria, if your own form of independence is to be independent of Nigeria, 
Um, I, to be honest, the people that posted pictures, they were mostly abroad people. So they were even making shirts. It's like, nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, anyway, please don't give up. Amen. Um, Nigeria. <laughs> Nigeria is not a mistake. It looks like it. It looks like it. <laughs> but it's not. I want to encourage you. Join us. <laughs> let, us let us continue trusting God. Um, I want us to understand something that this is about people. Amen? It's not about the geography of the place. It's not about political system. It's about the souls of men. And I'm talking because we are Christians. It is about the souls of men. People are languishing in poverty. People are suffering. It is our duty to lift our nation to the place where God has ordained it to be. Great lofty heights. Attain. Is it attained or attain? Anyway. <laughs> Amen. So be encouraged. Hallelujah. Okay, if you're just, uh, any first timers here? Any first timers? This is your first time worshiping at the tribe. Just give Jesus a wipe out. Awesome. Welcome. Okay, so um, we have been doing this series called The Art of War, and this is going to be our fifth episode, and by the grace of God, we'll be ending, at the, end, we'll be ending the series at the end of the month. Um, God laid it in my heart that we should go through this series because I, I started this series by saying uh, it is important we see God as a father. It is important we see him as a father, but just as your father is... Your earthly father is your dad, but he's also a businessman, he's also an engineer, or whatever profession he is. God is also a king. God, our father, is also a warrior, as Moses calls him. Amen. And Paul tells us that we are soldiers in the army of the Lord, so we should not be entangled. Tell your neighbor, don't get entangled. Amen. Stop thinking about what you're thinking. Glory to God. So this Art of War series is, is very important. Yes, we are children of God and we should bask in the love of God and we should enjoy him. But there is a war that is going on that we need to partake in. Not because God is unable to win, but because he has won and he wants you to share in his victory. Amen. The song that Tribe Worship just sang was saying that he calls his victory ours. So that is why we are fighting alongside God. Amen. So God is not fighting for you per se. He, you are fighting with God and he has won already. Yes. Glory to God. Amen. Remember what Joshua's conversation with the um, angel, right? He said, whose side are you on? And he says, no, I am the captain of the army of the Lord of hosts. Amen. So this is not about a political battle. It's not about a political war. It is not about warring nations. It is about spiritual kingdoms. It's about advancing the kingdom of heaven. Glory to God. Amen. Can we just bow our heads and pray? Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We pray, Father, that as I teach me your word, shine this morning through me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
So I've been really, really enjoying, you know, going through war stories and um, just learning about his, some historical wars, you know. I learned also, some people may not agree with this, that man is always in a constant state of war. Whenever we're not exchanging bullets, we are preparing for war. So the children of men do not really know peace. Man will never know peace, at least the way human beings define peace. Whether we like it or not, we've been warring since Cain and Abel. Since Cain and Abel. In fact, I just learned of a war that is going on right now between Armenia and one other country. I can't even pronounce its name. So there will be wars and rumors of wars. Peace, as described by UN, as noble as their ambition is, the children of men will not know peace that way. We learned that peace is not an idea. Peace is not a feeling. Peace is a person. Amen? We learned that peace is not the absence of conflict, but it's the presence of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So you can be in the boat with him in the storm, but because he is there, you are all right. Glory to God. So Jesus is also called the Prince of Peace. Amen. And he said, he was telling them, look, I, I'm not coming to bring peace the way you think. I'm coming with a sword. I'm not bringing peace because they were expecting a political leader and a military leader. He said, I'm coming with a sword. And this thing I'm coming with will divide families, will divide people, will divide nations. And that's the truth. That's his person. Hallelujah. So in this state of constant warfare that if we are not in the battlefield, we are preparing for war, human beings in preparation for war, um, nations and their military, they have an arm called military intelligence. And basically, it is a discipline of collecting information, analyzing information, and disseminating this information to the proper officials or commanders that need this information real time to make decisions, strategic decisions, tactical decisions, operational decisions. Do you understand? So that uh, military intelligence fleshes out in different ways. So they can use people, send people to foreign lands to acquire information, right, about that nation. And the reason they do that is so that they know the strategies, the plans of that nation so that the nation that is sending out their people can be adequately prepared for whatever, right? And with the advancement of technology, we now have drones that um, can, you know, survey territories and people for hours on end. How many of us have seen Zero Dark Thirty, the movie where um, when Osama was killed? You know, they planned for a while. You know, they built the exact compound that Osama was in, in America. 
and trained SEAL, um, SEAL Team 6. They build the exact compound. So just imagine they are coming to get one of you here in Porch, right? So <laughs> it's not me, it can't be me. And because they don't just want to, they will build Porch in another country so that they will know the nooks, the crannies, and they practice and practice and practice. To get one man, that's how prepared they were. And of course, the movie just, you know, Hollywood derised it. But there was more that went in, right? So, and America, you know, their intelligence agencies are like up there. I don't, I heard the Chinese, their own is something else. Because who can honestly tell me what the name of their agency is? That is, that is, eh? It's, do you understand? America is what? You know that. British is what? What is, Russia is what? What is Chinese? You don't know. That is, that is intelligence agency. Do you understand? You don't know. That's how to keep secret. So, Military intelligence is very important in winning wars for countries, right? Um, and like I said, technology, um, I don't know if you guys remember this scene from um, Taken, Liam Neeson, where he went, the, the first one, the only good one, he, when, he went to, when he went to look for his daughter and he had found where some of the bad guys were, and he walked, can I remember that scene, where he told them that, we are looking at you right now. The image that constant eats, I, and every time I remember that, I, it, I burst out in laughter. Like the guy was literally trying to look, he was, um, Liam Neeson was telling them that their satellites are directly on that house. And I don't know, he was, is, is it that he was checking to see if the satellites, we'll see who can remember that scene. <laughs> anyway, technology has advanced, you know, in fact, these days, sometimes you don't even need to put boots on the ground. You just need to send a drone. Like, anyway, let's not go into that. Military intelligence is very, very important. And intelligence is not, I'm not talking about intellect. I'm talking about the discipline of acquiring knowledge, analyzing it, and disseminating it. Do you understand? So we have emotional intelligence, financial intelligence, creative intelligence, right? Um, military intelligence. One often neglected part is spiritual intelligence. And it is something, honestly, all of us must have. Every child of God must have that. It is a discipline you must cultivate if we are to win this victory that is already ours, have this victory that is already ours. Hallelujah. Spiritual discipline is very, very important. Um, and because we are in a spiritual warfare, because our enemy is not flesh and blood, amen, we must battle accordingly. Hallelujah. One of the mistakes we make is we think that our degrees or what we acquire intellectually or financially or however, you feel like that is enough. And it's a big mistake we make in the kingdom as children of God, that we don't recognize that we are spirit beings first that have bodies, not bodies that have spirits. 
And it's a big mistake we make that you must interact with life from a spiritual lens first. Are you with me, tribe? So you must cultivate, nurture, and grow spiritual intelligence because we are in a spiritual battle. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know, in this um, war of, um, this silent war that sometimes goes of, you know, the U.S. and America, they hate each other. They only come together if they have a shared enemy. Do you understand? And we saw that in Second World War. After Second World War, you know, the Cold War was approaching and like America and Russia, they were on the verge of, you know, almost taking each other out with nuclear weapons until um, Professor X and Magneto saved them. But, <laughs> scratch that, that's movie. Anyway, um, one of the, they spy on each other. How many of us can remember, was it four years ago, when it was discovered that NSA was um, um, spying on like countries, you know, the German chancellor, um, different presidents. Did we hear about that story? Anyway, so it's kind of like a vice versa. No nation is righteous, you know. I don't know if any of us also heard that in 2010, there were um, Russian spies that were living in the US for years, decades, as Americans. Matter of fact, a particular set, they married each other and had children. And they were living like normal people in the suburbs of New York until they found out. Their neighbors were like, no, come on. This is Richard now and Cynthia. This is, no, meanwhile, the guy's name is Vladimir. And he's, <laughs> I'm not even joking. You can look this up. Look up the illegal pro, um, program. This happened in 2010. And they found a bunch of them, spies living together, married, had children. They changed their names to American names. Some of them went on and got degrees and were working normal lives, like just living. In fact, they don't even speak Russian in their house until the Americans found out. And um, I think they, they, they deported them or something, just like they did some form of exchange program with Russia. But for years, exchanging information with Russia, and they were agents of Russia. And, um, you know, the Bible tells us we should not be ignorant of the schemes, the wiles of the enemy. Amen? Sometimes the enemy poses as an angel of light. You think sometimes that someone is for you, but they are really not. So the Bible says we should be intelligent. You should not be ignorant of some of these schemes the wiles of the enemy, and we float around like everything is all right. Child of God, you need to grow. Amen? You need to grow. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, in spiritual warfare, like I said, you need spiritual intelligence. And now, the practices of cultivating spiritual intelligence we already know these things, but we don't like to do them. Prayer, 
study, fasting, meditation, the means of grace that the Lord has given us that we will um, know him. What did Jesus say that God, the Father, is spirit, right? And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Glory to God. Prayer, study, fasting, meditation. We really sometimes don't like these things. Gathering with the saints. That is how you nurture spiritual intelligence and that's how you grow. If you are to win this battle, one of the trends I see happening right now is when in our generation, when we feel church has hurt us, you feel you don't need church. Now, I'd, I understand that what you may have gone through may be painful. But one of the biggest mistakes you can make is to isolate yourself from the garden of the saints. A lone ship is very, very, an isolated ship is in its most dangerous, should I say, moment of existence. But bless God, we have the great shepherd that will leave the 99 and come looking for us, right? Please do not isolate yourself. Stop believing that all you need to do is wake up, pray, and that is all. Wake up, pray, read your Bible, and like uh, me, I just have a relationship with God. That is a lie of the enemy. He longs to isolate you so he can deal with you. Yes. It is the lie of the enemy. Don't believe it. Now, I'm not advocating that you must be at the tribe. No. Always be in the company of saints. Always be in the gathering of the saints. Do not neglect the gathering of the saints. Now, that's one of the schemes of the enemy. So, you get angry at something that the church has done to you, and it builds into offense, and you now have unforgiveness in your heart, and you still claim to love God, but you don't love his church. How? The local assembly is one of the most important things that the Lord has instituted, and he has called us to be part of it. He has given us as a gift to the church and given us the church as a gift. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Now, also, in cultivating spiritual intelligence, we must understand some fundamental things. Jesus, when he was leaving, he says, I am leaving so that the Holy Spirit can come as an advantage. Tell yourself, advantage. Say advantage. As what? An advantage. As the advantage, pardon me. Do you know, child of God, that you have the Holy Spirit? And that is the advantage you have. Amen? Amen? And what does that mean? Jesus says that when the Spirit comes, that you'll be led into what? All truth. Paul says that as many as led by the Spirit are what? The sons of God. In spiritual intelligence, you must know who you are. You must know whose you are. Hallelujah. So like Vladimir and Lydia, they knew, who, they knew where their true allegiance was. Amen? Amen? Just as we are exiles here, we must know where our true allegiance lies. 
Amen. Amen. So the Holy Spirit first is an advantage. Sorry, I'm, I'm saying an. Is the advantage. Glory to God. So Jesus left so that we can have the advantage. Child of God, the Holy Spirit is not there for you. It's not, it's not, it's not there as, as, as an advertisement. Hallelujah. God has given us his spirit, sealed us with his spirit, stamped us with his spirit so that we can experience salvation, eternity with him. But advantage, which, that means we have the seal of our inheritance as well. A lot of us walk around like we don't know who we are and whose we are. Do you know you're a child of covenant? Not the old covenant, Seth, the new covenant. And Caleb and Joshua understood this when Moses, using military intelligence, sent out 12 spies to go into the land of Canaan. Hallelujah. 12 went in, only two returned and said, these people are like bread before us. The other said, we are like grasshoppers before them. Conflicting reports. And God was so mad at them. He said, Moses, shift, let me wipe away these people. And God pleaded for, for them, interceded for them. And he said, the best, I, won't, I won't wipe them away, but they are not going to enter. Except Caleb and Joshua. I can imagine how Caleb and Joshua were fuming like, guys, are you okay? We are just coming from Egypt. Didn't you watch what happened to the Egyptians? They turned plagues. Are you not saying that we are coming from a place that we walked through the Red Sea? Are you not saying that we were fed daily with manna and quail? None of our clothing has torn. Our sandals have not caught. Are you guys well? They knew they were offspring of the covenant. So they knew they had seen the covenant at work. And that's the Old Testament. Amen. So when the Lord says, I have laid this land before you, go and conquer. Perspective matters. How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as God sees you? Or you see yourself as they see you. So are the people bred before you? Or are you grasshoppers before them? And we see this in David and Goliath as well. David came to deliver bread because that's all he was good for. And he saw Goliath insulting the name of the Lord. And making a mockery of the people of God. So, although, yes, he was motivated by woman and riches, kind of, but, because that was Saul's, you know, he asked what would be done. Like, he knew he could take out Goliath, but he now asked what would be done to the man that, he said, Dave, 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 Dave. Amen. And he says, what did he tell Goliath? I come against you in the name of the Lord. Spiritual, spiritual intelligence, it is key, child of God. And that is first knowing that you are a spirit that has a body. 
And now that the Lord has given you his Holy Spirit, which is what? The advantage. And that means you have power, you have inheritance. Glory to God. Amen. One other tool in spiritual warfare that we often don't utilize. Because military intelligence, I said, is what? Collecting information, analyzing it, disseminating it, right? So pardon me if I should use this phrase, like spiritual military information um, intelligence, we'll be using, we'll be collecting prophecy and warring with it. Let's open to 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. Are you there? All right. It says, This charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies previously made about you. Let's read this last part together. That by them you may wage the good warfare. Try what's happening. Let's say it together again. That by them you may wage the good warfare. By what? By prophecies. By prophecies, you wage good warfare. Hallelujah. So the pastorals, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, Titus, Paul was at the twilight of his um, missionary career, and he was probably in prison that period. And he just knew he had to entrust what he had, his labors, you know, to trustworthy men. And that's one of the things he told um, Timothy. So he was saying, Timothy, see, Stop being shy. Do you understand? Like, you have been given not the spirit of fear, but of sound mind. Hallelujah. One of the things he's saying, see, I'm instructing you, Timothy, use the prophecies that have been made over you to wage the good warfare. Hallelujah. Prophecy is a tool of spiritual intelligence, and it is a weapon, I believe, of spiritual warfare. Amen. And now in certain quarters of the church, I've seen the relationship to prophecy in different ways. It's either people are constantly chasing prophecy, and what you're really chasing is fortune telling. And the other side, where people discount it. And Paul says, do not neglect what? Prophecy. Amen? Do not neglect prophecy. Prophecy. And some others, we don't trust it because we have seen what prophecy is like in our country especially. Do you understand? Somebody will just meet you and say, thus says the Lord. You are my wife. It's not everybody that says, thus says the Lord, though, that, that the Lord says, thus <laughs> So we, some of us have this weird relationship with prophecy. When you hear someone speak over you, you're like, hmm, we've seen this before. Do you understand? Like, it's like, guy, why are you telling me this? Do you, have, do you have anything for Bed Niger instead? Do you understand? I think that would benefit me more. <laughs> and do you understand? And it's unfortunate. So then there are people that chase prophecy. And what you're really chasing is, Fortune telling. And that's not what prophecy is. 
You want God to constantly predict the future. Please, can we hold on? Okay. Okay. You want God to constantly predict the future. God is not a weather forecast. Forecaster. Is that your job? Is that what it's called? Weather forecaster. <laughs> Forecasting agent. God, <laughs> you, get, you get what I'm talking about. What is prophecy? Prophecy is divine, in divinely inspired utterance, instruction, exhortation, rebuke, revelation. Hallelujah. And in the Old Testament, we see all the time that kings used prophets to wage war. So in 1 Kings 22, um, this man, um, king of Israel, Ahab, there was peace. So they had peace. One guy just came to tell them that, you see that territory? It actually belongs to you. And I was like, okay. Then king of um, Judah, he calls him, Jehoshaphat, bros, how far? You know we are brothers. Will you go with, to war with me? Jehoshaphat, being a nice guy, was like, come on, let's go. Do you understand? But they had gathered, then Jehoshaphat just remembered, like, okay, is there not a prophet in Israel, right, that can prophesy will, if this is ordained by God or not, then Ahab, you know, because him and Elijah, they had been clashing. Do you understand? Like, Elijah had shown him. So he has a weird relationship with prophets. He just wants the ones that will tell him nice things. So he gathered hundreds of prophets. I'm like, go, God is with you. You are going to win. Jehoshaphat says, isn't there another prophet in Israel? Then Ahab was like, yes, this guy shall. Micaiah, he, I don't like what he says. He's always saying evil things against me. He said, well, let's just hear from him. <laughs> the person I went to call him said, bros, this is what these people have said. This is what the king wants you to say. He said, oh, yeah, no. He went and he said, go. Um, God is with you. And Ahab was like, no, this guy, this is the first time you're saying this thing. I just talked through. <laughs> is this prophecy real? Then he said, you are going to die. <laughs> this is your last battle. <laughs> and here I was like, just, you see? <laughs> I told you. <laughs> and they went and they locked prophet Micaiah up because he said the wrong thing. Ahab and Jehoshaphat went to war. But Ahab thought he could outsmart prophecy. Tell yourself, you can't outsmart God. So he dressed up like Jehoshaphat. And the enemy, the king of Syria, he gathered his 31 commanders. He said, fight with nobody else but Ahab. So imagine the best of the best of Syria chasing one man. One man. And they went, they thought, because Jehoshaphat dressed like Ahab, right? They chased Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat started crying and begging. It's not me, it's not me, it's not me, it's not me. <laughs> they, they now, oh, it's true, this is not Ahab. Guess what happened? You guys know this story? A random bros shot an arrow 
and it went through Ahab's armor and killed him. In fact, I don't want to say the rest. It is quite gory the way he died. You can't outsmart God. Prophecy is not a weather forecast. Hallelujah. It is spiritual intelligence. You are getting a glimpse into the mind of God. Hallelujah. So oftentimes we chase prophecy so that we will hear nice things. You just want to feel good. Said, this year is your year. In March, we've been, do you understand? Anyway. (laughs) You want to hear things that will make you feel good. And there will always be people that will tell you. There will always be that. Guess what? Micaiah told Ahab that, see, I saw the Lord and his hosts. And a lying spirit was sent into um, the, the, the mouth of the prophets. Somebody tear that guy, like they slapped that. Like another prophet, when he heard Micaiah say that, gave him a dirty slap, like, what do, you, do, you know my, do, you know my, do you know where I'm coming from? I've prophesied this, prophesied this, prophesied that. I said, all right. But a lying spirit, if you are genuinely chasing the heart of God, you will get God. But if you are chasing a feeling, you will get that feeling. And honestly, oftentimes, you, there will always be fake prophets. See, always, always, always be fake prophets. But you must have the spirit of discernment as well. Hallelujah. So the New Testament tells us do not neglect this, um, do not neglect prophecy, but be discerning as well. And how can you discern? If someone walks up to you now and says, you're supposed to be my wife, how will you know? But you've been waiting. Do you understand? Because your own idea is, now I'm talking for both genders, so please. Your own idea is, you've, you've boxed God into, he only works in this way. And when something that shows up in that image, you just fall for it. Meanwhile, that is not, you can't, because you can't box God, whatever is in that box is an idol. So, spiritual intelligence, children of God, Paul tells us we should wage good warfare with what? Prophecy. So, as I was preparing for this, I was honestly praying to God, Lord, I really want the tribe to be a house where you raise people from the fivefold ministry. I want prophets from this house. And I want prophecies, Lord, because even Paul says that we should chase the higher gifts, right? And he says, I'll rather that you speak in intelligible words than in tongues. That's another conversation. But prophecy, he was saying, prophecy builds up the church. Hallelujah. So the Lord has told us things concerning, I believe, for the next coming months. It will be important for us to obey, to pay attention. Now, you remember, Paul says that I instruct you 
my child, that you should wage good warfare with the prophecies over your life. So some of you are sitting here and there are prophecies that have gone ahead of you since you were at birth, since you were a child or, you know, when you came into faith. But you just feel like since they have not come to pass, it was a lie. Or you just don't believe it. Or so many of you have forgotten it. Children of God, journal. Write down what God has said concerning you. Are you with me? And continually believe it. Because oftentimes, when God says now, (laughs) he's not your now. Amen? Because we are communicating with an eternal being, someone that is outside time. Glory to God. Wage war with prophecy. Cultivate spiritual intelligence and use the weapon of prophetic warfare. Are you with me? So just like, and see, I love that Jehoshaphat was discerning. It's unfortunate because he lost resources and almost lost his life. Oftentimes we put ourselves in situations where we align with people we shouldn't be aligning with. You fight, you fight battles you're not supposed to be fighting. Why didn't Jehoshaphat from Judah ask God if, she, if he should align with Ahab? But he didn't. It's when he got there and just because he wanted to please someone. So, so many of you, you have an enemy right now. You have a shared enemy because the enemy of your friend is now your enemy. And you are losing resources. But in the name of friendship, you're almost losing your life. Child of God, you need to audit your relationships. Amen? Amen. What are our shared goals, shared ambitions, or whatever? You need to audit this thing. Why am I with this person? This person is wasting my time, and I might get wasted. Glory to God. Jehoshaphat should have asked He should have asked things. He had a relationship with God. He had access to God as well. Amen? Amen. In your warfare, battle, or fight from prophecy. Hallelujah. So some of the things that we heard this morning as the tribe, that is what we'll be using to fight. Amen? 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 Because you will not go in blindly. No nation goes to war blind. No nation goes to war blind. If the SEAL Team 6 had entered Osama's compound blind, fam, they would have been burying, was it about 30 people that went? They would have been burying how many of them? Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't go into battle blind. Don't treat your future like it is just another soccer game. Why are you soccer? Football game. Amen? Amen? Stop treating your future like it's a game. Like go in with information, with intel, that you know your capacity and you know the enemy's capacity and how to completely destroy them. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Tribe, are we together on this?
That we will fight with prophecy, fight, wage war, wage good warfare with prophecy. What has God said concerning your life? What has God said concerning your life? How are you living? Are you living according to the prophecies that have been made over you? Because if we start to stray from it, people that were supposed to go for someone else will start going for you because you look like them, like Jehoshaphat and Ahab. And do you know how important prophets and prophecy is? I want us to look at the life of Solomon. If you look at his biography, it doesn't seem like there was a prophet in the time of his reign. The last known prophet we know was Nathan, and that was in his father's time. And the only thing we know Nathan did was do some kind of political move so that Solomon and, um, could be king. But Solomon was so blessed with wisdom, he probably thought he did not need a prophet. But I said, prophets are there to rebuke, exhort, instruct, to reveal. But Solomon, in all his wisdom, thought he did not need a prophet. And what was the fruit of his reign? A civil war. Do you understand? Imagine if a Nathan was there rebuking him like, bros, you've married two already. You've married ten. Hundred. Guy. (laughs) If a prophet was there to rebuke him. Are you with me? Prophets are important. And all of us must cultivate a discerning spirit. Carry this book and eat it. So that when someone comes to you and says, Thus says the Lord, you say, Thank you. God bless me. I will go and find out. I have the spirit of God as well. Are you with me? Prophets are important. Prophecy is important. Now I'm not saying go and chase it like it is some... um, feeling or mystery or something. I don't know. I don't have the words for it, but you guys are with me, yeah? Don't, don't, don't long for it so much that you are worshiping it because prophecy will pass. Amen? Amen. Prophecy will pass. But we must wage warfare with prophecy. What has God said concerning us? What has God said concerning you? In spiritual intelligence, cultivate prophecy. Get a glimpse into the mind of God. Get a glimpse into the mind of God. Hear what he's saying for your life. Lord, should I move to this city? Lord, should I move out of this country? Lord, should I stay here? Lord, is this what you want me to do with my life? Hallelujah. Stop chasing feelings. You just want to hear abundance and goodness and nice things. The Holy Spirit, the prophets and prophecy oftentimes rebukes. Hallelujah. Oftentimes instructs. Glory to God. Are we going to cultivate spiritual intelligence in the tribe? Amen. I need response. I need response. We are soldiers. Are we going to cultivate spiritual intelligence in this house? Amen. 
you need to individually commit to prayer, fasting, meditation, and study of the word of God. The reason I believe in prophecy is because I believe in the resurrected Christ. I believe in the resurrected Christ because Jesus fulfilled hundreds of prophecies that were made concerning him um, a, a, over for, for four to, what am I saying for it? For thousands of years before he came. Hallelujah. The Old Testament contains hundreds and prophecies, hundreds of prophecies of the Messiah, how he'll be born, where he'll be born, how he'll live his life, how he will die, things he will do. And Jesus in 33 and a half years fulfilled every one of those promises. So I believe in prophecy because I believe in the resurrected Christ. Amen. And the resurrected Christ is a fulfillment of prophecy. Jesus, at the start of his ministry, opened Isaiah 61 and he read the first three chapters and he said, this is fulfilled in your hearing. Hallelujah. He was an embodiment of fulfilled prophecy. And he lived his life accordingly. Glory to God. Tribe, are we together on this? Are we together on this? Amen. Don't despise prophecy. Don't despise prophets. I know there are weird ones out there. No, I'm not one. Like, it's true. So many of us may have encountered them. It shouldn't deter you. Do not despise prophecy, but be discerning. Hallelujah. We're going to take communion, but before we do that, I want you to rise, every one of us. And I want you to pray a prayer of dedication. As a soldier in the army of the Lord, as one he has recruited in his army, you are called to nurture, cultivate spiritual intelligence. If you are to Access this victory that is already yours. I just, in your own words, I want you to dedicate yourself. And just pray. In your own words. Father, we bless your name. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you were blessed by the message. To listen to more, consider subscribing, sharing, and rating the podcast. We love you.